Hey guys, it's Dana and Randy. We're missing our other favorite co-host, Lavetto. He's not here tonight, but we were so excited. We needed to go ahead and let you guys know our Patreon has just launched. If you want to go check us out over there at patreon.com forward slash stupid hydrogen. We've set up two tiers. The first tier is a $5 tier. And with that, you get a shout out in a future episode, uh, an additional bonus episode per month, and an additional exclusive content episode per month. In the second tier, it's a $10 tier. You get the same thing as the first tier. The difference, though, is that you get two additional bonus episodes a month, and you get a monthly video interactive live stream with us. So if you guys are interested, please go out and check us on patreon.com forward slash stupid hydrogen and we would love you guys to be part of our part of our team okay i did want to add to that that uh we are still working on getting the live stream up uh so that might take a couple days uh so but we'll get everything scheduled out for you and we'll definitely let you know in the meantime i did want to tell you that we pretty much hit all the all the big big guys haven't we i think so yeah we you can currently find us on uh itunes or the apple podcast app google is is we're on google yeah we're on the google uh we've got spotify Amazon Music and Audible. We uh, obviously are on Podbean. That's our host. We just got Stitcher and iHeartRadio will be coming soon. So we're sorry that Levetta wasn't here to be with us to tell you the big announcement, but he is with us in our hearts and with his lamp. Uh, <laughs> his lamp is sitting right here in his spot. And um, he was like, go ahead. He was super excited too. He wanted everybody to know. So again, go check us out on patreon.com forward slash stupid hydrogen. We would love your support. Again, we really want to keep this ad free. We we hate ads. There's so many nowadays and we really enjoy just making everybody laugh. So the more support we get, you know, the better off we are. And go check us out on your favorite podcast yeah, music. Definitely. App. And thank you. Uh thank you so much for the support this far. It's it's been it's been amazing. Unreal, actually. And uh yeah. yeah. What do you say? You want to go into the next episode? Let's go. All right. Thank you guys so much. Walked up the stairs. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. Sorry about that. It's okay. I brought my baby clothes. With me. So <laughs> you're whose baby clothes are they? You're gonna fold they're clothes. My, they're my friend Aaron's. Oh. They just they just closed on their house, and she is due in six days, and she is not prepared. Yeah, we were due July third. No, July fifth, I think. Yeah, and he came June twenty third. Gavin came three weeks and one day early. My mom said I'm shitting that baby out on Mother's Day. Emily, she came in that morning and she was like, that was a bad one. I had to like breathe through it. And I was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't go to work. She's like, no, I'm good. I was like, usually when you have to breathe through it. That's a sign. That's a sign that it's real. Not just like Braxton Hicks. She's like, no, I think it was just Braxton Hicks. I'm like, all right. I said, well, I'll let my dad know you're in labor. <laughs> <laughs> so we can be ready to come home. And she's like, I'm not in labor. I was like, okay. See whatever, you this afternoon. Whatever you say there, boss. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'll see you this afternoon. <laughs> We didn't make it to the afternoon. She called me about 11.30. She said, I'm on my way home. We need to go to the hospital. <laughs> when I got her. Really? I got, and we didn't go, like, into labor. It was like, she went to her doctor's office. And the doctor, you know, checked dilation. She's like, you're eight centimeters. You need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily's like, what does that mean? She's like, well, 10 is fully dilated. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> 10 means the baby's popping out to say hello. And Emily was like, oh. And she's like, so for, and literally went back there for 40 minutes and she had the baby with nothing. A shot of 40 the, minutes. Mine was two and a half days. When we got into the, oh my God. we got back to the. And you still love your son. <laughs> Why do you think I only have one? <laughs> yeah, the time she we got back to the delivery room, about 40 minutes went by and she delivered him. And I was like, you sure you don't want that epidural? She's like, no. She handled it like a champ, though. She had nothing. Was, she had like a shot of Demerol. Was there enough it. time to even call the anesthesiologist up there? Well, they were going to do it, like have them ready, like when we were. She asked her when we she went to the exam to get it done, but yeah, she didn't do it. I was like, damn, do you have a quite the high tolerance for pain? 
I was. She at said home she doesn't the- even remember it. To be honest, she's like, honestly, I don't remember. She's like, I remember how it felt afterwards, but she's like, during, she's like, it hurt so much that I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't think about it really and concentrate on it. My epidural worked everywhere except where it needed to work, but the vagina. <laughs> That's not a joke. So if you could imagine. Ugh. Being numb everywhere else, and then just being this, paralyzed, and this searing pain everywhere in your else except where it the zone. To be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After two days of being at home in labor, and the had to deal with the naval hospital. Mm-hmm. The naval hospital sent me home with a prescription of sleep aid and told me to take a shower. And <laughs> finally, I went back. I went. There twice to labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. They sent me back home. That was two days in a row. Two hours later after that, I had a normal doctor appointment. They escorted me up there themselves. Mm-hmm. She's now in distress. She yeah. should have been admitted two days ago. Yeah, because labor had started, but it wasn't progressing. Right. And they're like, the naval hospital, oh, that's fine. Here we go. You have to sign a sheet of paper that says that you understand that you cannot sue the government if you or your child dies i'd be like oh well i'm gonna go somewhere else i ain't never made a baby you tried you practiced a lot i practiced a ton <laughs> once or twice he said i practiced i thought you a were a virgin randy, i'm a virgin randy just does anal sex that I way was, i was just inseminated god's loophole with a turkey baster oh really that's weird so yeah. you still have an intact hymen that you can use as a down payment on a house yes all yes. right okay you can also put the goat man up. Was it usually two hymens and a goat get you a house? That's right. <laughs> what about a goat man? That has to be worth more than a just regular goat. Has to be. And he could beat the Bigfoot? Of course. Can the goat man talk because he has a, a goat head? Or does he just do goat noises? Ooh. Hmm. It's just weird to me that it's got like a goat bottom, a human torso, goat head. The f- Where did that bell come from? Was the only person that heard that? No, you weren't the only one. Oh, is that Randy's song? No, mine's phone. on. Mine's no. on the silent. It's not mine either. It's not mine. My, Everything I have is on silent. Mine as doesn't well. make that sound. And I didn't push any of the buttons that make the noises. All right. So next episode, the ghost in Dina's house. Hey. Nice. Not bringing a Ouija board up in here. Too late. Nope. Too late. No. Oh, nope. By the way, this is hydrogen and stupidity. <laughs> Welcome and thank you for calling. <laughs> I just love the look on Dina's face when, when he that. when he starts randomly with no warning. Yeah, I love it. Even though I've been recording for about seven minutes and thirty two se- seconds. Seven minutes exactly. It brings me joy. Yeah, she's always like, "Wait, wait, don't this, tell me we're doing the thing now, <laughs> right now, now what? Who did what? Someone said a thing." She's still over here folding baby clothes. I am. Yeah. Fold them it, up. Now, is this like she's, stuff that you're giving to them? Or? Like, no, 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 no. This is all the stuff that she got from her baby showers and all of that. I'm just washing All that stuff downstairs she got from a baby shower? Jesus Christ. She had two. The three. She had three baby showers. Oh, okay. That's a lot of baby showers. Because that one. was a lot of clothes. We just had one baby shower. I had two. What, did, like, each side of the family throw you one or something? Or? No, I had a co-ed baby shower. Oh. And then I had a... Strictly vagina? Yeah. What did I come to? Was that... You came to the co-ed. Did I come to the co-ed? Because mm-hmm. I remember... Well, I I went to the uh, a thing that you had at that... Uh, at that place? It was like a little hall in Mountain Brook. Was that a reception? Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a lot of beer there. Mm-hmm. A lot. There was a lot of beer at my wedding, too. Yeah, there was. There was a lot of whiskey, too. <laughs> and apparently I bought the wrong whiskey. Did you? Well, yeah, because he sent me to go get uh, Michter, Michter's, and apparently I bought the wrong one. Who? I bought the rye. Who's Rob. Oh. I'd be like, you go fucking get it, bitch. Don't... Yeah. Anyway. I, I drank it. I think we all did. Yeah. I don't think anyone cared, except Rob. Exactly. And then we had Pappy that night. Yeah, I was like, At why are you... $30 a, a, a uh, glass. I think, it, I think it was, yeah, 30 or $50 a shot. Yeah. I was like, why did you buy this? Hey, he bought it. It was It would be rude not to drink me. it. It would have been rude to not drink it. Oh, very rude. I would have been disappointed in you guys. Well, you're regularly disappointed in us anyways, so... That's not true. That's not true I at all. No. That's not... No. Don't put that on me, Ricky <laughs> So, whose turn is it right, today? So is it Randy's? It's my turn. Welcome back, guys. Hydrogen and stupidity. Randy's got one for us today. I think it's something in the the true crime 
Yes, I'm doing right? a, a true crime today. True and I tried crime. I tried your your method of note taking this time. I don't think I like it because I have terrible handwriting and I'm gonna butcher the shit out of this. Who's mine or No, my mine's terrible handwriting. No, I'm saying who's note taking. Well, I saw what he was doing with the, the the red pen and the other pen and just marking off everything that he's spoken about. Why are you copying me? I kinda like you. Oh, okay. You're you're pretty sexy. Well, you you did touch my wiener that one time. Just the ones? That I know of. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Randy Keep not. remembering that. He didn't, he didn't touch my wiener. <clears throat> all right. Like I said, I'm going true crime today. And uh, Dina should be all right with this one. It's a female serial killer. I am excited. There, there, Who is it about? Statistically, there aren't very many female there serial killers. There are not. Either. What what are the what are the rules to be a serial killer first? Oh, well, this is, is your it, podcast. Is it, what are the rules? Well, shit, I didn't look that up. <laughs> is it is it a certain amount of people over a certain amount of time, or I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. When you start, you uh, you go ahead and start, and when I okay, I am doing Madame Delphine Lalaurie, and I'm getting this information from historicmysteries.com and Wikipedia. All right. <laughs> All right, so Delphine LaLaurie, wealthy New Orleans socialite. All right, so before you start. Yeah, go ahead. I got it. A serial killer is typically a person who murders three or more people, usually in service of abnormal psychological gratification, with the murders taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time between them. All right. Okay, so she was born Marie Delphine McCarty on... March 19th, 17... That feels like a wrong number. 1787 in New Orleans. Oh, so uh, this is an old one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her father was Louis... Louis? Probably Bar- Louis, because it's... Well, she, his, her father's uh, Irish. Oh. Uh, Bartholomew de McCarty. And the mother, who is French, is Marie-Jean Lorable. Lorable? I don't know. <laughs> Names. Jeez. All right, so uh, so she was married three times. I'm just going to quickly uh, glance over the first two because they were kind of insignificant, but it does speak to her her place in uh, society in that era. First husband, Don Ramon de Lopez e Angelo? Angelo? Angulo? 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 I don't know. He was a high-ranking Spanish officer. Uh, they married in the St. Louis Cathedral. Have you guys ever seen the St. Louis Cathedral down in New Orleans? Beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yeah. New Orleans became a Spanish colony after France was defeated in the Seven Years' War in the 1760s, then returned to a French colony just before America acquired it. Don Ramon was appointed consul general and then called back to Spain. He died in Havana before he got back to Spain. So the second husband, Jean Blanc, was a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. Died in 1816. Third husband, Leonard Luis... Nicholas Lalaurie. What's the the weird thing that I'm seeing about most of the stuff that I read is that when they speak about her life married to her third husband, he generally gets forgotten in everything. It's the, she's just the main subject matter of everything that comes up after after the marriage. But just to give a little background on him, he's a uh, physician. He bought property at 1140 Royal Street in New Orleans, built a two story mansion there. You know, so a house, complete with uh, slave quarters. Okay, so uh, 1140 uh, Royal Street at the time was a, quote, shining example of wealth and social standing. It was purchased in 1831 for $33,000. Today's money? That was a lot of money back then. If we were just looking at inflation and not, you know, somebody trying to screw somebody else, it would be $932,314.57. So what you're saying is they got a deal. Uh, the same yeah. place uh, yeah. was for sale. 1140 Royal Street sold for uh, three and a half million. Today? So, well. When, when was the last time it was sold? Um, see if I can find that. Oh, wow. Nicholas, Look it up in Nicholas Cage. That's what I was doing. Nicholas Cage had owned it. Yeah, I want to say I heard he that. He did. Yeah, Nicholas Cage he, owned, the haunt, owned, that, <coughs> owned that property. Yeah, he lost it due to his finances. Well, if you would stop kidnapping the president. Have you seen his tomb? No. Down there? Who, Nicholas Cage's? Yeah. He's got a tomb down there? He already had one built. Oh, shit, I didn't see it. It's a pyramid. Oh, God. Interesting. Look it up. All right. I have pictures of it on my phone. 
333,000 back then, yeah. All right, now to the torture and murder. Of whom? Her victims? Her victims, yes. How many were there? I'm asking too many questions. I'm going to let you get well, to that. We'll, we'll get there. We'll All get right. there. Right. First off, we're going to start about the uh, the hair incident. So one of her slaves, Leah, as she was called, uh, was brushing Delphine's hair. Wait, no way. Yep. Sorry, we're interjecting to look at Nicolas Cage's tomb. It Ridiculous literally is tomb. a pyramid. <laughs> That's right. crazy. That Okay, well, cool. All right, so while Nicolas brushing... Cage has a tomb. While brushing Delphine's hair, uh, she caught a, a snag, I guess, and it, uh, it it really pissed Delphine off. So she grabbed a whip. Leah ran. Um, let's see. She ran through the attic to the roof. It's still speculated what happened next, whether, you know, Leah was pushed, Leah lost her footing, or she jumped on purpose. But she ended up down on the street off the, you know, the, the top of the two-story mm-hmm. house. A neighbor later witnessed a shallow hole dug in the corner of the lot, and Leah was buried. An investigation ensued, and Delphine was found guilty of nine counts of cruelty to slaves. She paid a fine and lost her slaves. Oh, so she murdered one of them. Paid a fine. And the only thing, it's almost like it was just she damaged some property. Right. Misdemeanor. Right. Right. Do you guys think the story ended there? No. All right. I do. Next subject. (laughs) And that's the end, guys. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> Thanks talk. Thanks for listening. Madam, to- Madam LaLaurie. <laughs> so she convinced family members to buy the slaves and sell them back to her. Well, okay. so she wasn't like banned from owning slaves. Right. They just took the current ones. She and bought. She could go buy, buy them back. Yeah, okay. the same slaves. But as long as she wasn't the one purchasing said slaves from whoever had them. I don't know if the state had them. It didn't say. But yeah, they just let her have the slaves back. Everybody was like, as long as you didn't she found buy a loop. them directly, we're good. She found the loop. Yeah. Loophole. So uh, some say that she did this basically to teach the slaves a lesson. Okay, here's the big incident that led to the unraveling of Madame Lollery. I felt like I spent a whole lot of time researching this, and I don't have a whole lot of subject matter. But anyways, I digress. The cook sets fire to the mansion. This is uh, is, is kind of heart, heart-wrenching. And I like, I totally understand it. So the morning of April 10th, 1834, one slave was just over it. Those are my words. He was over it. All right. So, uh, Lollery claimed the, sl- or, I'm sorry, chained, see, you know what? I'm going back to the computer because my handwriting. <laughs> Lollery chained the slave to the stove where she prepared meals for the family and guests in her overwhelming fear. The woman decided to take her own life by starting a fire. The intention was that the flames would not only engulf her, but also the house. Fire spread quickly, because as Dina said in a previous episode, everything built back then was extremely flammable. Yes. Especially the houses. But not fast enough. Local police and a fire brigade were able to extinguish it. Madame Lowry's only concern was her furniture. Can you imagine that? Like, she wasn't the only one in this house. You know, there there were slaves. And then she also had family. She had daughters that lived there, her husband. Furniture. The couch. Well, she is insane. And high society, yeah. Yeah. Not saying that everybody in high society is insane, but Mm. they care about a lot of things that I just don't (laughs) care about. Their priorities are different. Yeah. So the slave lived. They never gave a a name for this slave, so I just have to keep saying the slave. I do apologize about that. Confessed to arson and also explained that Lollery took slaves to the upper areas of the mansion and they never returned. After the fire died... Lollery refused to hand over the key to the slave quarters upstairs. Bystanders broke the door down and found seven slaves, quote, horribly mutilated, suspended by their necks, limbs stretched and torn from one extremity to the other. So, naturally, citizens were horrified and outraged. A mob gathered. The rage among the French Creoles was especially excessive. They destroyed the mansion, especially the furniture. Little was left but the walls. So, as I understand it, the property that's at 1140 Royal Street is not the original mansion. It's actually been rebuilt and uh, repurposed as a museum. So, sensing the trouble, Lollery left her daughters behind and sought to escape. Her coachman shuffled her into a carriage. She hopped on a schooner. (laughs) So, she hopped on a schooner to Mobile and then left for Paris. She, La Laurie did? Yes. Okay. So she just 
skipped on out of here. She, right. As she, the kids, she knew she was yeah. she's about to get the hammer brought down. And as the left. kids would say, she yeeted on out of here. <laughs> yeeted. Yeeted. Okay. So she ended up dying uh, December 7th, 1849. Her remains were escorted back to New Orleans and buried in the St. Louis uh, Cemetery. Her daughters escaped the mob and were reported to be living outside the city in poverty. All right, so to your question earlier, Dina, funeral records between 1830 and 1834 document the deaths of 12 slaves. Oh, that was my question. Oh, your question. Yeah, so that, that there's at least a minimum of 12 slaves. Okay. That have, that have been reported properly like reported. Yes. Oh, okay. So there could be many more. I was about to say, I've heard that, you know, it, it was a lot more than that. Well, yeah, I mean, could you imagine how easy it would be, though? I mean... Back then, it was very easy. Um, abuse, not just slaves, but anybody that worked in your household. Right. They, they were they were all basically captive. You know, they were abused and they were treated like they were lower than worms six feet <clears throat> under. They so, did not care. So one thing I did want to bring up was a uh, a pop culture reference. Is that in season three of American Horror Story, uh, Madame Lollery was to pay the. Anyways, Kathy Bates played Madame Lollery in uh, in that season and actually depicted her as uh, somewhat the same, at least from the stories that I've read. Uh, one thing they did, and I'm sure it's artistic, uh, whatever. Artistic license. Copy. W- what they did so on American Horror Story is that Madame Lollery would actually drain the blood out of the slaves and then she she felt it was like a, a an age-defying mask so she would just spread it all over her face um, this was on the show not in the actual okay. story okay yeah. so i am going to say yes that was artistic license where i think that kathy bates got that idea there was also another aristocrat woman in europe that used to steal i've children yeah i've heard of that and especially women i believe from the town young women that from the town and her family in the i believe the king they had to step in because she was pretty high up there as far as um the aristocracy went she would kill and bathe in their blood thinking that she that would keep her young i want oh goodness science behind that <laughs> Any science behind I mean, I'm not what? Do it bathing in blood? Well, have you heard <clears throat> of the? Um, they're not called blood masks. They're called uh, plasma masks. Oh, I will say this: like I used to, I, I couldn't stand Kathy Bates from one movie. Is it uh, Misery? Yes, yeah. absolutely. That one scene, you know the scene. Yeah, well, she breaks his ankle. Yeah, with over the four by four or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so I, I was just not a Kathy Bates fan. Okay. It yeah. it was Countess Elizabeth yeah. Bathory. Bathory yeah. And she was actually the true inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. Really? Mm-hmm. It's just that she bathed in the blood of at least 650 servant girls that yeah. she had tortured and killed. Wow. Uh, she was a noble. I just. From the noble uh, family Bathory. She owned land in the kingdom of Hungary. I just want to say that, you know, like. Today, back then, that could have gone on for so long because, you know, like, there wasn't, oh, they've been missing for 24 hours, come report them. Because now, you know, somebody, it may take them two days to go to town and back or whatever. Like, no, pretty much. They could be just missing indefinitely and there's no way to track anybody. So, pretty much how she got, she got away with that for so long or how she was, that is not me. How she, what is that noise? How she was stopped was basically she was putting a bad name on her family. And the king was like, you need to cut this out. Somebody go. Are we talking about Lollerie or? We're talking about the the countess. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say, though, with Lollerie, and I may be completely wrong, but there there are a couple of accounts, accounts that I have heard about her. People were paying more and more attention to her and starting to put more and more of a bad reputation. And the people, their neighbors and stuff, it wasn't just that they were so flabbergasted, but they were flabbergasted that it was happening in their community. 
and right. she was putting a bad name. But they weren't concerned that there were human beings no. being murdered. They were no. concerned. They were concerned that about their the act. Like they the, were concerned the values. Ab- right. That, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, they were concerned about the reputations pr- of the wealthy yeah, socialites and the area of yeah. town they lived in. Yeah. Like you need to keep that shit under wraps. Yeah. And you didn't, so you they're like you got to they're go. Like, Look, there you can do what you want because these people are yours. But but once it's out in be the open, be quiet about yeah, it. Yeah, but please. once it's out in the open and people are screaming what you're doing, you need, it's not going to be okay right, it's anymore. It's not going to be okay anymore. We'll exactly. turn the other way as until long then. as it's quiet. It was the same way with the Countess. Everybody knew that she was off a rocker, but more and more people from the town were going to the kingdom and complaining and saying. We've lost our daughter. She went there. Now she's gone. The countess is telling me that she just died all of a sudden from an illness. And this was happening over and over yeah. and over. Count The countess became very lazy. She, she now, became sloppy because she was just getting away with it. Right. She's like, well, what are they yeah. going to do to me? Now, Lollerie, Lollerie was starting to co- become more and more off a rocker. The, the Upstairs from, and I, I'm sure you read a lot about this. It was... Truly like the really, really evil version of the Red Room. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. You know, if anybody had seen that or read that stupid ass series, Fifty Shades, and you hear about the Red Room, this is the really, really evil version of that. She got off on it. She got off on hurting people. You know what part of that movie I absolutely just cracked up at? The movie or the book? Well, the you movie. never did. You I read never the book? read the book. I never read the book. Well, I, saw I mean, the movie. obviously, the books are a lot. Any book in general, to me, are way better than movies. But when they were at the table negotiating terms, and he's like, "I want to stick my hand in your ass," and she's like, "Well, I want to go on a real date," and yeah. I just, I lost it at that point. Yeah, <laughs> Randy's like, "Well, this is unrealistic." Yeah, yeah. Click, change the channel. <laughs> it, but uh, ba- back to like uh, Pornhub, uh, American Horror Story, and and Kathy Bates, which she did a fantastic job of playing that part. What I did find funny was a, a just like a weird, not really connection, but I I made it a connection. Was I was watching Waterboy the other day, and obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. this ties in. Yeah, this Jesus. obviously ties in. But okay, Bates. so so back to back to American Horror Story. So Angela Bassett played uh, Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. And, uh, oh, yeah, really? Oh, yes. I, I, I never saw season three. So it was actually one of my favorite seasons. And then when they got into season four, it got really weird with Freak I, Show. And I was just like, I, I can't. I got through like four <clears throat> episodes of season one. I've watched a couple of the last season of it, but uh, it's just not something I'm into. Yeah. It, it just, it got really weird. So Angela Bassett, Marie Laveau, Kathy Bates. Madame Lollery in the show hated Marie Laveau. And then I was watching Waterboy and when she was explaining how her husband left her for a voodoo queen in New Orleans, I giggled. It wouldn't. I giggled. It it honestly wouldn't surprise me <coughs> if that was a some sort of reference and, and to that. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't. Just a joke. Let's <laughs> Just see how joke. many people yeah, let's see how many people this. catch it. Yeah. But yeah, so uh Marie Laveau, serial killer. Lollery. Yeah. Yeah. Madame Lollery. Lollery. See? There are so many stories like that. I mean, the stuff that we see today that we hear about would be like a fraction of what, you know, back then you wouldn't, you would hear about a fraction of what we hear about today, right? Right. And what we hear about today, I'm sure, like, it, just for example, like, this could happen a hundred thousand times. We only hear about it once. But like back then, you may not ever hear about it, but it's just rampant. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's happening in every house. Right. Yeah. Like, and... It, now we just have access to all this stuff, like internet, and to report the things. And case in point, now this is weird. Uh, just kind of example of like what happens that you don't realize. Okay, now nothing ever came of this, but uh, my parents' house the other day, I a couple weeks ago, I went to work with my dad. Uh, the house behind them, there's one that's like kind of off and to the right and there's one that's up to the left and now the guy that lived up to the left he has this driveway that paralleled the back of my parents property and they got him they were friends with him so they had like a this thing this is how this all came about so they they had this agreement to use the his driveway so they could just exit the back of their driveway and just turn around the road uh well there was a house there that was empty for a while and then this family moved into it and they had been there for years years probably 10 plus 
and uh, they didn't really keep the property up very well. Uh, they had at one point they had parked an RV on top of their uh, fill lines for the septic tank, which it cracked those, and it was just leaking sewage was seeping up out of the ground and just flowing down the gravel driveway. I mean, it smelled terrible, and the, they went and tried to talk to them to get it fixed. Well, they would never do anything, so they had to go to the city and they had to come out and look at it and be like, "This is unsanitary. You can't. You have to get it fixed, or we're going to fix it and charge you for it." Right. So a couple weeks ago, I go up there to to go to work with my dad, and they're renovating that house. These people have moved out. They're renovating the house, and we were over there talking to them, and they said, we used to hear loud, kind of like, I guess, yells or what, but it sounded like a kid that was um, just pissed off, like playing a video game, you know. But then we find out, like, a couple weeks ago, that when they went in to renovate the house, that the closets had locks on the outside of them, and the inside was full of urine and feces oh in the inside God. of this closet. So now I'm sitting here thinking, were these kids like being locked in these closets, and they were screaming to try to get out? Like you could, you couldn't tell, you couldn't hear <clears throat> what they were saying. Like you couldn't make out anything. So you just thought, you know, it's weird. I feel bad. I feel like we should have done it. But they ended up. They called the police, and I don't know anything else. They won't tell us anything else. But they apparently came over and. Look, there's some sort of investigation going on into it, but... Um, Did you say, were they still living in the no, house? No, they had moved out. They had out. just moved. Yeah, they okay. moved out, and these people that bought it to renovate it, they're going to try to rent the house, but, like, I'm like, that's fucking oh, weird. God. Like, that's what I said. I was like, y'all need to call the cops, and they need to find out, is that human, or is that animal? Like, what is that? And then they need to follow that up further, because these kids could have been being mistreated and abused, like right under everybody's nose in that neighborhood for years and you never thought anything about it so like in this day and age when they have video game you know like all this stuff they can reach out online communities everything that it still was suppressed like could you imagine in this time like how many there was possible victims that there could have been there could have been you know what there was how literally many no voice 12 is that None. what i said yeah there, there, there was a record of 12 yeah there could have been 500 well, if you think it, if you think about it back then, if there wasn't even barely a voice for the wife of exactly. these of these people, there was zero voice for the slaves, servants, yeah. and the and the slaves. Zero. There was no well, voice. That's, that, that's, and the children, the children had no voice either. That's the weird thing is that you know, reading through all the the information about her, you know, she was the socialite. Mm-hmm. She was the the power in the house. I feel like that she, yeah, like back then, the wife was the one that did all of that. Like, she headed up the parties and all that stuff. And Well, think about it. A lot of politicians in yeah. England and all of that, a lot of them married just to have someone that could someone entertain host and host. To and, host you know. and to socialize to gain more patrons to get into you know yeah to, yeah. Get, to gain more power whatever, to vote to get favor with the king or whatever yeah it's it's the same concept women were used basically to gain more and more power to gain more more i guess right. popularity and stuff that was their role but other than that the children that the old saying you're to be seen and not heard and they just got left was, behind that was very true you are an accessory you yeah. are my prada bag do not talk yeah that's they, it and yeah, then they just, had their maids or their nannies beat the living tar out of them if they made a peep. They didn't even have to touch them. So in in the real story, the the children got to live. Of course, uh, it was reported in poverty outside the city. They uh, were ostracized. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, mm. I mean, you know, regardless of what anyone else did, she belonged. They belonged to that family. Yeah. So no one was going to accept them. In the show, um, they were they were killed in the same fashion that. Madame Lalaurie killed the slaves. So that was absolutely artistic license. Yeah. But you think about that and, you know, not only like it's terrible that she like murdered all these people and everything. But just think about like, aside from that, uh, mental, maybe even sexual abuse that just went unchecked. We're talking like hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. This was every time I, I read stories about this. It turns your stomach. You know, even nowadays when you hear cases of abuse, it literally makes me nauseous. I can I can barely get through it. 
but you have to learn things from history. You have to put, put everything into perspective also. Like uh, the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. She lived in the 1500s. Yeah. Humans were very... Primitive? Very primitive, very <laughs> cutthroat. Yeah. Well, you know, survive or be killed. But that's coming from the or, very well, beginning be of killed. time. Yeah. It's kill or be killed. That's why we are so driven to war and so driven because... Because everybody's coming to get you. Right. Even though that they're really in- not. Right. That was instinctual. <laughs> the more we get on into, you know, the 2000s and of course we're learning more and we are becoming less primitive. You're there's still, still parts. Like that, yeah. Right? There's still parts in the brain, I believe, where people are very primitive in nature. They think about survival. They think about, well, yeah, I have to be yeah. the alpha. So like cruelty is, yeah, cruelty comes with it. You know, they don't think of it that way. You know, there's a lot of theories behind serial killers. There's a lot of theories behind people who have a propensity to be abusive or cruel in general. It's not just a, just, a, oh, well, they learned it. They grew up in that. You mm-hmm. could, you could grow up in the worst circumstances and work for the World Health Organization and have gone to the Ivy League. You could have gone, done the complete opposite of what you were brought up into the world as. There's theories that it is ingrained deep within the brain. There's some instinct to just, you know, they they don't have the humanity part. It never registered. It didn't develop, yeah. So I I read a book once where there was a a concept in the book And then there's the brain injury theory. When you were when you were twelve, you got tested to see if you were going to be a sociopath, psychopath, you know, basically a murderer when you get became of this age. This was a book? Yeah, it was a book. It was a fiction okay. book. But I know you work in the mental health com- community. And basically what happens is if you failed that test, it's the book said you disappeared. So it doesn't say whether you were just, you know, Oh, so they were society. trying to wipe out those humans so they didn't breed and continue that line. Right. That trait. Well, it, it, it didn't even say that it was just a, a, a continual gene in a certain family. It was no, just it's a, everyone got tested. No, it's a trait. You're messing with genetics. When you take something out, it's not continuing. Right. It, it's not continuing in the line. So through time, that's going to be wiped out. Right. Like if you kill all the redheaded people, there's going to be no more redheaded people. Right. I like redheaded people. But it will. I mean, but it does happen. Like, it could still... But those are I have, but those are anomalies. Right. If I had a redhead in my family 300 years ago, that gene could just pop up. Right. Randomly. When, so you really... So what are you... Like, I mean, you're reducing what the you're, chances. What you were borderline reading about was almost a twisted version of eugenics. Right. So yeah. what, what what do you guys think about the, the, the ethics behind that? It, well, it's eugenics. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm, I'm not saying Hitler, you killed the person. Hitler had eugenics. <laughs> Randy's like, you just if you just put him in a yeah, camp out well, in the middle of the woods. <laughs> but that's the, that's, no, but that's the thing, though. They disappeared. Well, where'd they disappear to? Right. They, the camp out in the woods yeah, that I Hi- apparently Hitler formed. Probably, uh, Hitler probably also... You could name it Auschwitz. Well, yeah, right. Hitler probably also told that the, other, the other Germans, we're not doing anything to them. Yeah, we're, we're just, just we're just te- we're just them sending them society. over to Camp Cosby. Right. They're going for a little retreat. In all the well, in all reality, you know. I guess what I'm really trying to uh, to get get to the point of is, um, like, do you think in the future there's going to be tests for people who are I have a propensity for murder or I think for, there already uh, is. You know, child predators. I think. Like a, I think. A that, well, test? I think. Yeah. No, no, I think that they are. Well, I need to look, I need to research that, but if I am not mistaken, and I will do that actually, because it, that is pretty interesting. They are looking for more and more traits that runs in your DNA. You know, they've mapped it out. They're finding different parts that tie in to different, different traits of your personality. Yeah. Now, ha- have they found that? No, I don't believe that they have actually found it. But we do, you know, there are tests out there. They're person, they're personality tests. Yeah, and you the know, thing, well, they already do that. You do, you basically do a personality test when you go into the military. Have, it's called MEPS. Yeah. You go through MEPS, and they do a psychological evaluation. It's a shit evaluation. From what I've heard, that was 15 years ago. I haven't been to MEPS since, but. It was a shit job back then, and I didn't know my ass from my head back then. Right. 
But people do personality tests. A lot of psychologists, a lot of psychiatrists, when, you know, in uh, first visits or within the first couple of visits, they like to get a feel for you. So they'll, they'll ask sometimes to do different tests, different personality tests. Um, are they specifically looking to see if you're a sociopath? Not particularly. They're looking to see, you know, kind of what category it, you fall is under. Is it kind of like to help them in their th- with therapeutic activities yeah. for you? Does it kind of like broaden? Like, is it like broads? Like, well, this person may have characteristics towards this because yes. they answer these questions. So, yeah. like, and I it, definitely it, need to steer. And sometimes they'll do, per- you know, and especially in research. In research, and you do, you know. They have, a, you know, 100 participants in their research. You're going to have all sorts of personality tests and that depending on what they're researching. And, you know, depending on what's going on, they could think, okay, he may, he or she may have a propensity towards this. Let's Towards violence. Or, let's yeah. see what happens. You'll do a lot of those evaluations with people in uh, locked, locked units for um, the NGRIs. They're in locked facilities there's there's psych like, patients that like a psych hospital that's like well it's like mm, well we're gonna have you in this unit where so you the can't psych hospital so there there's different levels of psych hospital when i'm when i'm talking about ngris i'm talking about they have done some a criminal act uh-huh. and oh, they are okay. under court order to be in jail but they are in a locked gotcha. unit it's they're in a medically locked unit right like for Alabama, for specifically mental health. Sp- yes, like, specifically yeah. like for Alabama. If you've ever heard of Taylor Harden, I haven't. Taylor Harden is a the criminal fa- the psychiatric facility, for the facility criminally insane yes. or whatever they call and it. And an yeah. NGRI is not guilty due to reason of insanity. insanity. Okay, they go through a lot of a lot of evaluations mm-hmm. uh, in order to. Be able to What's, be eligible for an NGRI right. status. Is it like? Is it like part research, part we need to contain these people? Like they're obviously no. A lot crazy. of the times, a lot of the times, that's part of their case in order okay. to plead and be found okay. an NGRI. So that's like a, your lawyer's going to present this that you're insane, and then right. they're going to sit you there and, and they're going to well, right? They're going to they're and the the judge is going to say okay, and you know how long the court system takes? It can right. take a year, or whatever. They'll go over to in our case, Taylor Harden, and they'll be evaluated over there. And the psych, the psychiatrist will do a, an, a, an assessment. They'll probably do a, a couple of uh, questionnaires. He'll, he'll do, depending on the case, it's all a case by case right. basis. Nothing is a blanket statement when it comes to psychiatric care. So it's like a, and then they give their recommendation. They're fit to stand trial or they are. Insane. Right. The only difference between a hospital setting and a, prison <laughs> criminal psychiatric right, okay. a hospital setting mm-hmm. is that they're in locked units right you know yeah, like, waiting uh, trial and they're your... under more op- they're under more restrictions because they're right. in a jail slash hospital yeah so, so it's just it's just hospital jail right well yeah yeah i mean you know because there's locked units right. at so the they, psychiatric so gonna, hospital but it's gonna, a different type of locked unit you're gonna enter a plea of insanity for this and then they're gonna be like all right well you have to go be evaluated but and a lot of the times they are they are more more dangerous yeah that percentage is well, has a has a higher propensity to be very mm-hmm. dangerous i could see that you know like everybody and tries it's to- unfortunate a lot of the times <clears throat> these people had gone unmedicated had gone undiagnosed they had no idea what was going on with them mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of sad cases that happen, and unfortunately, they're they're there for a very they can be there for a very long time. But there are cases where they have no idea, and they end up killing their mother, or their dad, or their sister, or, you know, and and they finally get medicated, and they finally figure out, oh God, what just and that, happened? Yeah. And they live, they literally are in their own jail in and their brain. They could be, they punish themselves <laughs> the rest of their that lives. That could be very well what was going on with. Uh, the girl in the 1500s and the gallery is they were just they had some condition oh she was definitely mentally ill let me let me be very clear about that there weren't these callbacks like there wasn't any sort of thing to catch it most serial killers are all all of them are are mentally mentally ill Ill. they are they are (laughs) all of them are mentally ill yeah but there wasn't but back then they didn't recognize it but they're functional that's that's the difference with a serial killer they function in society. They know what they're doing, but they function 
Whereas they someone act like, that just they're like, a lot smarter than well, they act a lot smarter than what they really are. They right. just are lucky they didn't get caught. Yes. And uh, that's the difference, I guess, between like crimes of passion or whatever versus. Oh, yeah. A crime, a crime of passion is impulsive. It is right, right. there, right on the spot. This is. She's premeditated. She knew what she was doing. She planned it out. A lot of times it, it has a lot time. to do with, you know, there's a lot of tab, especially in America. You know, we are very, uh, what would it be called? We are very straight line, Coddled. very vanilla <laughs> when it comes to sexual orientation. It oh, is, yeah. you know, it is either you are, it's really funny. You straight are either gay, yeah. <laughs> you're either gay or you are straight. Right. Yeah. You either like the opposite sex or you like the, what they forget is there. there's a lot of other things that are going on. You know, some people legit don't care what the sex is. They get off on looking at your feet. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, they do not care. It is just the feet. If you have pretty feet. Boy, you're going in their spank bank. Right. Yeah. Okay. A lot of the times, not every case at, at whatsoever, but a lot of the times there is a parallel with serial killers and sexuality. Right. Yeah. There's a good show on Netflix, uh, Mindhunter. That was is good. It a goes fantastic. The same route. Mindhunter is a fantastic show. If you have not watched Mindhunter, watch it. It can be, it's a little graphic. Now, if you're listening to us, we're graphic. Um, it is graphic visually, but they are, what is interesting to me is that they are very realistic when it, and they stay pretty true to these serial killer stories. Mm -hmm. And it follows the FBI's beginnings of their behavior analysis division. Yeah, basically the and criminal profiles. But they basically, yeah. well, they had criminal profilers, but oh. they never had uh, like that's psychological, yeah, like, uh, yeah. They they if I'm not mistaken, the FBI actually coined they the did, term, and I can't think of what serial it is. killer. There's also different forms of a serial killer. Is there? I didn't um, know that. Well, I say different forms of a serial killer, but there are generally people would say serial killer, but they, there's another term for different types of killings. There's a serial killer, which is they almost have the same pattern. It's almost like an OCD, a compulsive act. There's some killings Are you saying where, like, someone like mass with... shooters. Okay, mass so you're shooters, saying technically, it's a, <clears throat> there's a lot of killings. Just like a serial killer, they've they've killed more than three people, but it's a mass, it's a mass act, mass one time act. So it's not necessarily serial. It's not a serial killer. Yeah. they are not they are not termed a serial killer. And I, God help me, I'm sorry, guys. If I knew we were going to go way deep into serial killers and the psychological part of it, I would brush back up on all this bull crap um, <laughs> because I love it. I, act, I I absolutely love the psyche, but it's called um, – there's just different forms of killings. I mean, how do you call an entire country a serial killer when they go to war with somebody and they kill thousands of people on the other side? They're not a serial killer. You know, I mean uh, – Somebody that, you know... Well, part of that... That is a sniper for the government. Right. Are they a serial killer? No, they're not. No. <laughs> like, you know, it's not... That's um, their job. Right, but it's not a... Well, that's what I, I said earlier. It was it was some form of personal psychological... It, and it is. ...thing. A lot when of you're times doing it's that sexual. For, the, for the government, mm -hmm. I mean, you're just... You join the military for the benefits, right, and the next thing you know, you're in can, Afghanistan. People can bunch a, a, that together. They can say, well, why would somebody join the military and want to be a sniper and then want to kill all those people? Why would they want to do that? Are they serial killers? Yeah, well, there's different you drives know, in, behind in a that. uniform? I, I feel like... Or in a costume? I feel like... People bunch... Yeah, stuff like that, where it's like, well, this person is And that is just, completely wrong. In that person's mind, they're defending their way of life. Right. You know, they're not doing that because they want to go kill people. No, in that person's mind, they are doing the they're right like, thing and they are defending their families, they're, saying, they're defending their country. Up. They're like, I'm going to sign up for this because if it comes down to I have to fight, I want to fight to preserve it, my way of life, but I, I'm not going to go sit at, you know, like the in Texas, the bell tower or whatever. I'm not going to go to the bell tower and start shooting students at a university. Right. But once, if I'm called upon, I'll go kill people for my country. That's the thing, though. That. But you know what, though? That also, going back to our instincts, our very primitive well, that's like instincts the, of what? Kill. 
of or kill, be killed or be killed. And that's like, and countries, we're doing it in mass form. That's how countries were formed. It's that's like, exactly look, right. if you guys stay over there, here's the line. We won't mess with you. Right. But once you come over here, it's, uh, we're not playing anymore. Like, this is my side. That's your mm-hmm. side. Stay over there. We can trade. We can do other things, but I don't want you over here. Right. And that, you know. And, and it goes to, it goes to an individual and level. We're still too. doing People that. People forgive these things. They, they're like, well, it's 2020. We, we can't. No, 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 no. What you're forgetting is that we are at the end of the day, animal. We are an animal. Exactly. That's kind of what I was going to bring up earlier is that we can watch this behavior and, uh, dogs mm-hmm. and things and it's like you can have and i'm going to use the the example of the pit bull because everybody classifies this dog as the the most vicious thing that's ever existed which but is absolutely untrue but they're chihuahuas <laughs> i hate chihuahuas they're not even considered dogs I hate but them. we sit there we're like oh it's just an animal but we can see that like uh one that's mistreated versus one that's treated they act completely different and humans are the same way and i feel like that if you, when you're raising kids and these, you know, things like that, that if you don't show them and teach them empathy and affection, they don't grow up with that. And so they can easily just be like, okay, again, serial killers. There <laughs> exactly. are a lot of serial killers out there. And I'm sorry, guys, but most serial killers are men who have very, very bad mommy issues. No, yeah. Very bad yes. mommy issues. Yeah. The other trait is a lot of the times there is a big pattern of brain injury. Um, and then we get into sexual suppression. Mm-hmm. Um, right, we, yeah. we get into a whole a whole platform of different oh, things. Oh, yeah. They're, they're diagnosed with a lot. Post but you, if, you, if you aren't taught empathy and affection, if you're not shown that, you don't, you don't feel that for people. And if they don't give you what you want, you're just like, no, I can just get rid right. of you. But and I won't feel bad about it. You can't. You can't put them all into because, one into one basket because there are serial killers that come from very loving families. Right. That's what I was about to say. Very loving ones, families. One, and no there are ones form. that are treated like garbage that turn mm-hmm. out to be some of the best people you'll ever That's meet. That's exactly right. And it, it's like, it seems like they had the will for, like those sections of their brain just aren't as active as right. the other ones. And it has a lot to do with physiology, things like that, that we can't mm-hmm. control or we predict. Or brain injury. Right. Um, but... Again, and there are a lot of people out there that do have traits, but the difference is they don't act on them. Oh, yeah. You can... You can think about killing someone all day long. But you're never going to But in do, society, like, you're never you're never going to do it. Right. Because you know, like... You well, know it's wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Regardless a of the A lot of serial of killers penalty. say, fuck it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get caught. Let me do it again. I don't need it anymore. I scratched that itch. For a, a period of time. A year later. All right. The itch I didn't comes get caught. Back. Yeah. The itch comes Let's back. Let's try it again. And they like that. They like seeing the police struggle. I mean, okay. So, it, you know, and this is going to sound horrible, guys. So it, 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 if you dive deep into serial killers, they're very interesting. A lot of people are like, why do you like serial killers? There's a lot involved with serial killers. I'm not saying, oh, they're fantastic. Let's get more. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm saying that if you look at the behaviors, it is ex- it's very interesting because it's almost from what I, from the interviews I've heard from, you know, because a lot of the times you can find them that will they'll lie about the whole thing and they'll say, oh, I've killed 300 of them. They've never found any indication of that. They've mm-hmm. only found that they've literally only killed the five people. That's it. And then there's some that, are, that will never, that will go to their grave. They literally died and will never tell you those families bless them. Will never get peace of mind. They'll never. They'll. Ha- they have an idea that that man or that woman killed their family member, but they never got any kind of closure. Any kind of closure, right. Yeah. Right. because they took that pleasure in their brain with them to the grave. They enjoyed that. That was the part they enjoyed too. But what's really interesting is, you know how when you guys were teenagers, when we were all teenagers, and you first started figuring out your you for, you started figuring out your pleasure spots. Hormones. The penis. Homo, it hormones? was the penis. Well, no, no, and I'm not talking about by yourself. I'm not talking about by yourself. I'm talking about with the with the other party. Your first kiss, the first touch. It was very thrilling. You got a, a huge course of adrenaline. You got a huge course of hormones. Put it. It was like. You thought that was the kind, the kind of feeling you were going to get the rest of your life, right? With every, every time 
somebody touched you, right? I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That type of feeling is almost, that's the type of feeling they were feeling. It was an adrenaline. Every time they sexual, committed a heinous act. Oh my God. It was something, you know, most of, most of the time, again, not all serial killers are the same. Most of them though, got that huge rush and they will continue to get it each and every time. And then, you know, so it's. Did you, did you watch the one? Females are interesting though. Female serial killers have a completely different makeup. I didn't know there's that. There's something, there's something different about them. Did you watch the HBO one, uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Oh, Michelle McNamara. I, I did Golden not. I, but I, somebody text that to me because because I'll watch it. But female serial killers are very interesting to me. I believe that there are a lot more female serial killers out there than because they're not suspected because they are very sneaky. Hmm. Men, well. I mean, think about it. You guys are out there, balls to the wall. You're very easy to get caught. Women are very sneaky, and they wait and they sit there and they plot and they do. We are right. the ones behind the war. <laughs> we are the <laughs> ones that actually can plan it and give you that little idea at dinner that you take to the war room. <clears throat> I mean, we're just going to nudge you and give you a little give you a little hint. Hey, this would be a good idea and start moving salt and pepper shakers in a different way. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I just thought of a great idea. Okay. Uh, but we do it a lot different. Is that why you kill Dina? Because you never get credit for the salt and pepper shakers? Poisoning. We do it a lot. You know, we don't we don't hack it up and have sex with skulls. and Like dudes do? Yeah. You don't have the proper package. In the hills. To have sex with skulls. Right. We we don't sleep with them. We don't She's try to make zombies. She's basically saying she doesn't, like, murder someone and then have sex with them afterwards. Women, it's just a completely different thing. We'll take the countess. The Can countess a big guy did maintain it. an erection after death? The countess did it because, first of all, she was a very cruel woman. She enjoyed she enjoyed killing those little girls no, from I'm sure, everything that you hear. I'm sure Madame Lawry did as well. But there was a reason why she did it. She did it because she, she thought she was going to stay ab- young. Absorb their youth. Through yeah. their blood. So. What's that new uh, conspiracy theory about, you know, celebrities and all of that killing children and they've got child slaves and it's they're like killing them but they're you guys have heard about this maybe i heard of pizza gate it's called yeah yeah well it's supposedly part of that but okay. it's some sort of oh, hormone or something like um i, th- I think i know what you're talking what about. is it called oh man if we weren't talking about this i would know right off the top of my head what it was called it's some so let me, it's some let me sort ask of you this hormone or <clears throat> something that we used to kill people we used to put them in volcanoes we used to do human sacrifices. Yeah. yeah. Because we thought we were pleasing the gods. <laughs> right. Gods Come on. must be crazy. Come on, dude. All all of this is very twisted crap that humans do. Okay, but so let me let me ask, let me ask you this. So the, the Countess and Madame Lollery. Obviously a power thing. Obviously off the rockers. A different type of power play. Do you think that the Countess May have just been completely insane. Oh yeah, and that Madame I think there was Lallery a lot of inbreeding. Inbred also, also insane. Yeah. Also insane, but still, but had basically the the time we lived in influenced her hatred for her slaves. Like, do you think it was all mental illness, or do you think there was social influence in in Madame? I Lallery? think that with depending that that is a controversial. Thing to say, I have to be very careful with what I'm what I'm saying as far as psyche goes, because there are different schools of thought. Is what I'm meaning, because there are just like were they, you know, were they born or was this socially bred into them? I think in all things, it's a little bit of both. I think that you have the you have the propensity to have a mental illness. If it's genetically predisposed in right. your body, mm-hmm. but that there are social triggers that will actually kind of trigger it. Um, in her case, I, I don't know a lot about her childhood, so I can't tell you everything, but from what I know about I women. I didn't read much about her childhood. Well, it, was, it was just, the, hey, she was born to these people. Well, yeah. you, you're missing a lot of them, of, of what, what's coming, what's, what's going on with them. You're missing, I mean, were they known to be cruel people? You know, what type of family was she brought up in, in general? You know, I think that 
knowing how women were treated back then, she had a lot of power and she didn't at the same time. So I think that she got her rocks off by being able to control okay. situations. Okay. Because with the amount of, how many husbands did you say? Three? Yeah, she she had three it total. It seems like she was just handed off to well, the, the first, next owner. Well, yeah, but the first two died. Well, so it was a lost item that went up for bid again. Okay. That's how women were treated back then. Whether they were servants, slaves, or women back then, they were traded and used as property at different, in different levels and different positions. None of them were the same. None of them received the same cruelty, especially, you know, as guys, I need you to look at the bigger picture. I'm saying, especially in their positions, women, women and children, servants, and then the slaves all were bought and property of someone else. Well, yeah. And put into different hands all the time. Women were cast aside if they wanted to divorce someone. A lot of the times, especially in the upper, you know, they had a they had a different hill that they had to live through. Definitely not something that, you know, other people had to live through. You know, the, the slaves, especially God help us all. But the women, women had no choice. They didn't get married because they were in love. Their father or whoever their property owner was, that's who sold them. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's that's who told them that's who they had to go to. And it was survival for women, survival of the fittest. She had to find somebody else to be her owner in order to survive, her and her children. Women didn't have jobs back then. Yeah, when you're born into that stature, you want to maintain that. Well, no, it's not just that we weren't a lot of the times we weren't allowed to be owners of property. No, 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 no. We That's what I'm anything. saying is, is if you're born into that stature of uh, being a socialite, you know, no, you, you had to continue that or you yeah. were in the poverty house or you were you were a whore. That was your other job. You could be a whore. You couldn't do anything else. And you were beaten back then, too, full of disease and your children. God help them. You know, so, no, I, it was a different level. What I thought was that she got her rocks off of power. And she took it as she took it to, she took it to the extreme. The, she took it. Everybody probably knew this is what people did, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you keep it quiet, you keep behind doors, but she would, I think that she would lash out at them. Yeah. And take it out on them uh, of everything that she was feeling. All right. So there, yeah, go ahead. There was, what did you say about the fire? The one of the slaves, oh, yeah, yeah. slaves uh, got yeah, over, April, right. April 10th the fire. of 1834. Okay, yeah. So I was, I, I was, I was looking up some, doing a little bit of research on her. That now I looked because we were talking about early life. There's not mm-hmm. much mention of her parents. She was uh, one of five children. Her father was Bar- Bartholomew, I guess, Louis McCarty, whose father brought the family to New Orleans from Ireland around 1730. Her mother. Uh, was also known as the Widow LeCompte, whose marriage to McCarty was her second. So her dad was the second. Um, they were both prominent members of uh, New Orleans' white Creole community. Delphine's cousin, Augustine de McCarty, was actually the mayor of New Orleans from 1815 to mm-hmm. 1820. Uh, the thing about the fire is that's what outed her. Right. right. That, right. that was the thing they, that got her caught. Right. Because they, they heard found, the rumors and no everybody... You know, look the, the other way. Actually, the fire brigade found the bound. Yeah, I didn't slaves. think. I didn't think that it was next door neighbors. I thought it was like the police or somebody yeah, the else. Fire department. When the the fire broke out, they came and they found the bound slaves, and they showed signs of torture over long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, several. Yeah, several. So she had had those yeah. people like bound in the upper floors for right. a while, and then she fled to Paris. Never was caught, and she died of a uh, and- a boar attack. In a hunting yeah, concert. yeah, I read that. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't write that I down. It was so. a boar attack. I, yeah, so random, I hope yeah. it was it was one of the <laughs> most <laughs> horrible killings a boar, and I hope somebody gave that boar a medal. Isn't that how Robert like Baratheon died tombstone. in Game of Thrones? It is. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, it was just the the boar bitter, and they got. But we're yeah, died, we're getting but, into a lot of extra. Yeah, we got Yeah, I mean, we got you know, this one in. I mean, this was a really good episode, though. I I was really interested. She is a very interesting character. She was a very cruel, cruel character. But I like hearing about women killers because you don't hear a, a lot about mm-hmm. them. Yeah. We need to hear more about because I'm. There are a and lot people more these out days. There. I feel like people these days are more suppressed when it comes to that type of 
feeling when they want to do stuff like that. But back then, what are the chances you're going to get caught? There had to be like eyewitnesses. Oh, I don't. I don't think that they're more suppressed now. Well, maybe more careful. Maybe there are a lot of people that become missing. There's no indication (laughs) of what happens to them. Right. There's a lot of people that die of natural causes that didn't die of natural causes. All right. I'm going to call this one. I just want to sum up. You calling it? I'm calling it. I want to sum up that uh, Kathy Bates is not Madame Lollery. Kathy Bates was, in (laughs) fact, the only nice person on the Titanic. Well, Kathy Bates is still alive. She was. She wasn't born in the 1700s. Kathy Bates was the only Only nice nice person person. on the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, actual Titanic or the movie? All right. The uh, real one. Listeners, we're kind (laughs) of still just, you know, going back and forth and, and testing new ways to do this. Uh, if you would have noticed, uh, Dina's last episode, we kind of just went right into the meat of the episode. Uh, you know, give us your opinion. Do you want, you want us to just jump right into the subject? Do you like hearing us bullshit for a while? Or, you know, what, what do you think? Uh, you can reach us at stupidhydrogen at gmail.com, at stupidhydrogen on Twitter, and at, is it at? Or is it just stupid hydrogen on Instagram? I don't I, know. Do you I, use I think, an at? I think it's stupid hydrogen on Instagram, but I, I don't know if you use the at on, I don't, on I don't Instagram. Either. But yeah, check and us out. Let us know. We are opening up a Patreon account. We would love for you guys to check us out. Uh, we're going to have some extra material on there. We are, uh, right now we're looking up, um, different t-shirt ideas. You know, shrimpy has been thrown around there. Uh, punchy. Oh, no. What is shrimpy? <laughs> we don't know if shrimpy was a punchy. Deathmatch. Deathmatch between punchy and shrimpy. Deathmatch. Madam Lollery. Bigfoot. <gasps> Bigfoot, and I hope Bigfoot. I hope Bigfoot stomps the shit out of that bitch. God, I oh. Uh. Anyway, so you guys check us out. We we love that you guys have listened to us. We love that you guys have given us a chance. Please like and and subscribe to us, guys. We're we're like newborns. We're working it out. We're doing this one episode at a time. You've got to give us your opinion. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you have some suggestions or some ideas or things you want us absolutely. to talk about, please tell us. Yeah, Reach absolutely. out to we, us and tell us. We are the kind of people that enjoy uh, constructive criticism. Don't be a dick. Oh, please don't. Yeah. I mean, there's enough dicks thing. in this world, We're not going to entertain that. Come if on. Just trying to, if you're just trying to be a dick, we're just not even going to pay know, any attention to, to it. To be quite so. honest with you, go to Facebook with that bullshit. I cannot <laughs> deal with it. Please yeah, don't. Absolutely. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, you know, this subject ideas. And also, we're trying to do it ad-free. Yeah, ad-free. So if you like, so if you like no ads... You got to Yeah, gotta we hate us. ads and we don't want to do it. So I please mean, like, please I'm, subscribe, please go to the Patreon. I'm actually going to pay for the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped <laughs> just so we don't have to run their ads. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We love you. <laughs> See you next time. Uh,